Hi there. Welcome back to the Interwoven Podcast, where we are talking about the scriptures and how it is affecting and bearing fruit in our day-to-day lives. My name is Alex. I'm one of the directors at Pioneer Pacific Camp, and today I am joined by our friend Max. Hi. How we doing, Max? Good. How are you? I'm doing okay. So, Max, um, if you're connected to camp, you'd probably know Max. He's been on staff the last couple of years with us. Most recently, um, was leading our PYC program. Max currently lives in Vancouver. He also is studying for his social work degree, and you also own a painting company called Maxwell J Painting, correct? Yeah, nice shout out. Nice shout out. Although I do, I feel like this is an appropriate venue for me to bring up my usual gripe. Max was trying to name his company. He asked me what to call it. And what did I say you should call it? Max Wall's Painting? Max Wall Painting. Max Wall Painting. I still regret it. We should pull the listeners and see what they... (laughs) Put up a poll after the podcast. Oh I still regret it. It would have been better. No, it's great. But yeah, so if you guys need anything painted, uh, Maxwell J Painting. (laughs) We're a sponsored podcast now. I love it. (laughs) Sorry. Um, But yeah, it's good to see you, Max. Um, Welcome to the podcast. Let's jump right into it. Um, What has your experience been with the scriptures? What what does it look like now, um, your relationship with the scriptures? Mm -hmm. So... I guess where that changed and also I guess my prayer life changed as well. They kind of went hand in hand um, Mm. was I was getting all these Bible verses that were kind of, I didn't understand how they kind of went together or connected. Mm. Um, But I was getting all these Bible verses like in Romans one verse 20, for example, I have it here. Um, For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made so that people are without excuse. Um, Things like that. And also just verses. I was really deep into um, the verse in John about abiding in the vine as well. Um, And just what does that mean to abide in the vine? Like, that's kind of when I read that, it kind of seemed like that was the only thing I'm called to do is just abide in the vine. Mm. Um, and I was like, what, what is that? I really want to know what that is. Um, and yeah. And another one that came up was Deuteronomy 31 verse eight. Um, and it's kind of just that the Lord goes before you, he follows after you and he is with you. Like this God that kind of seemed all encompassing, like, mm saturated your life your whole life um and that was interesting to me but I didn't notice that I kind of just went through it and then one night actually I had a pretty crazy dream (laughs) okay um and it's pretty abstract so bear with me but it is so it started off with me and my friend in an art gallery and for some reason I knew in my mind that my friend was like a Picasso connoisseur like he knew everything about Picasso Um, and we were just looking at a bunch of paintings and these paintings were like just millions of brushstrokes. Like it wasn't, it wasn't of anything like probably closest to like abstract art. Um, and I was like, which one of these is Picasso's? And he's like, oh, he doesn't actually have a painting here. Like, I'm pretty sure he just has one brushstroke. And I'm like, that's literally impossible to find. That's Mm -hmm. crazy. 
And he's like, oh, I think I see it. And I'm like, what? He's like, it's the most beautiful one. How can you not see it? And I was like, sorry, like I don't see anything. And he walked up to a painting and pointed at it. And sure enough, on the little plaque under the painting, it's like um, made by Picasso's friend. And this was Picasso, like signed it off with one brush stroke. And I was like, what the heck? And it was kind of just like a whoa moment. And I woke up and that was one of the nights, actually, I was reading my Bible to like 3 a.m. And it was open next to me um, to the invisible nature and qualities of the Lord are seen through everything around us. That verse Mm -hmm. I just read. Mm Mm-hmm. And that was the Romans one, right? Yeah. Romans one verse 20. Mm-hmm. Um, and something just clicked in my heart and in my head of this, this friend that studied so much Picasso, uh, the life of him, the teachings of Picasso in regards to art, the way he lived life. Um, and my whole thing was kind of a switch in scripture from seeing it as like an intellectual pursuit of scripture where it's, I want to strive to learn how to love. I want to strive to learn how to have patience. I want to strive to be this loving, joyful, peaceful person that Jesus talks about. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas it changed kind of to like a heart pursuit Mm -hmm. of a journey of kind of learning to be aware of the Lord's presence and reading the scriptures and this whole thing of kind of, if I want to, see the Lord's brushstrokes around me, his beautiful brushstrokes um, in the darkness or in places that I'm just walking in every day Mm. um, and see his brushstrokes in the people around me and in nature. Like if I expect to do that, I need to be reading scriptures. That's God breathed word. And I need to be praying and listening. And I think I just realized that I was looking for signs without putting in the relationship, I think, and abiding in that vine. So the thing of, yeah, just looking for those things and seeking the Lord, it kind of scripture changed from just reading a book that has a lot of good ethics and trying to be a loving person to actually, what does it mean to abide in the Lord and have relationship with him? Um, and yeah, that I'm not actually bringing the spirit to these places, but as it said in Deuteronomy, like he goes before you, mm-hmm. he's already there. How am I supposed to see him if I don't know what he looks like kind of thing? So that kind of got me going to read the scripture. And I really, really became just like fell in love with it. So mm. yeah, that's so beautiful, Max. Yeah. I um, And yeah, as abstract as that picture may be, I think it's something that is very understandable and i love how you're talking like at this at the start there you said like it was a prayer and scripture experience and they how they've gone hand in hand with you and i love that um because ultimately it is this relational conversation that we are in and like Mm -hmm. you put so well it's not this matter of simply intellectual knowledge and and gain in that respect um rather it's this heart thing that takes place you know and it's when we can come at it with this understanding of this is this is a transforming work that i'm allowing him to do in my Mm -hmm. life um then the natural byproduct of that is the ability to see his brush strokes in this world and in others and in this life and before you know it it is you who are yeah, you know, 
essentially mm-hmm. living out as as one of the paintbrushes mm-hmm. <laughs> in this beautiful piece that he is putting together. Uh, like you said, it's not about you conjuring that through your knowledge or it's like, oh, I know the three steps and now I implement it and here we go. It's mm-hmm. actually about us abiding in that vine and, you know, yeah, in, in a way, like getting out of the way, you know, it's yeah. to die to self is to gain and, you know, um, mm-hmm. I think there, there's so much there of the open-handedness of letting it be this, this heart experience, like you're mm-hmm. saying, and, and coming through prayer as well. And knowing that it's beyond just these written words. Um, mm-hmm. There's so much more conversation to be had there. Um, yeah. And maybe I should say, I think when I first started praying more, cause I really wanted to, or more intentional prayer. Mm-hmm it's not like a thing where it is a like 100% of practice, like in learning that learning to see that presence and having the eyes to see that. And that too is like only from the Lord. Can I have those eyes to see that? So it's, it was just like a lot of silence in prayer and just my brain being at such a frenetic pace from the life I was living with social media and all this stuff mm-hmm. that it really, I needed to take more and more time to slow down, to be able to, I guess the world shouts and Jesus whispers. So it's kind of that thing of just taking that space um, to kind of seek his presence. But yeah. Totally. Yeah. And I love how that, like uh, even part of your dream was that like you had this understanding of your friend that like, Oh, this guy knows Picasso. Like this Mm -hmm. guy studied him. He knows his (laughs) works. And because of that, he was able to see this brushstroke, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, without that, you're just like, well, oh, it's a cool painting. Like, yeah, <laughs> love it. Yeah. Um, but it, it comes with that, that time, that, that practice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you kind of touch base on how you've had this experience. You've it's sort of shifted the way you viewed scriptures. And because of that, you've fallen more in love with scriptures. But I think if we were to kind of continue to point down the road of bearing fruit, how mm-hmm. has this experience and this shift in the way that you approach, approach scriptures, how has that, um, yeah, essentially led to, to bearing fruit in your life? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think in terms of fruit, it is, I am seeing more of his presence now. I think seeing those brushstrokes and they are the most beautiful brushstrokes in a painting, like Picasso's in that dream, but also like the spirits and the Lord's wherever I walk, when those little things are noticed because I'm more familiar with his character, I'm more attuned to his voice. um, It kind of just brings me to a place of peace Because when I used to read that verse, if he goes before me, he follows after me and he goes with me, it's like, okay, that's kind of like a thing in my brain, like, oh, he's all around me. But when I really start to see those things, it's like he was there before me. Like he has prepared what is meant to be done in this place. Like he has not forsaken any place on earth. Like it is all his and he is all encompassing. So I think as in fruit, it has helped me see the presence of the Lord more, which in turn has given me peace mm. um, wherever I go and joy wherever I go. Um, Cause I know he is there and I'm just ready to see him yeah. wherever I go, which is exciting. <laughs> um, and yeah, I guess my heart has been transformed to see those brushstrokes also in people as well, which has been pretty big for me. Um, I've been working at a practicum placement at a shelter mm-hmm. um, 
and just a lot of suffering um, and darkness. And it's kind of a place where coming into it, you want to just be a light. You want to be that love. Naturally, you see darkness and you just want to light it up. Um, But really just understanding that if people are to be changed, it is not me that I can't change anyone. I'm a human. I can change someone's mindset. I can change someone's mind, but I can never change someone's heart without the Lord. Um, And just kind of learning how to abide in that. And more practically, like walking up to someone and instead of loving them the same as I would love someone else, tapping into like the Lord's brushstrokes and presence to be like, how does this person need to be loved in this moment? Mm. And the more I've kind of learned to sit in that presence, the more I can start to see those brushstrokes and my words are just kind of controlled and I'm at peace with them and not stressing like I used to about what words am I going to say? Like, what if this is the only time I get to speak to this person? Um, But trusting that, like, I'm not bringing the Lord to these people. The spirit is in them. So it's like how my spirit, like the spirit in me will grab onto that spirit in them and like kind of connect. And I think just, it sounds super abstract and that's cause it is cause it's not like a cut and dry thing. Um, and yeah, I think in terms of that, definitely just realizing his presence in other people. And in terms of my personal life, one of the big things is kind of temptation. I think, um, in first Corinthians 10 verse 13, which I have right here. Mm-hmm. So first Corinthians 13 says, Um, No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. Um, And yeah, just reading that, it's like, okay, he'll provide a way out. But in reality, like when I am more attuned to that presence and I um, am more sensitive to those brushstrokes, it's kind of a place where, in that temptation, if I am constantly in conversation with God in my time, whenever, if I make that a priority in those moments of temptation, I have the space in my head to see that brushstroke of the way out, to see his presence moving and where he actually is leading me in that moment. Like it says here, there's always a way out of temptation that the Lord makes up available for you. Mm-hmm. So I think in that one is a huge one. Um, and one of the verses actually that kind of made me lean into it even further and kind of bear more fruit, um, is in Ephesians five verse 18. And I remember reading this and I didn't really understand it. And I felt like something was pretty big about it. And I just kept, um, kind of leaning into it. And it says, it's a verse that says, do not get drunk on wine, but be filled with the spirit. Um, Mm. and I think, I read this as a wholehearted comparison to being drunk and being filled with the spirit. And the more I, well, in university was a couple different years. So I know what that is like. And I think, um, like it affects everything. Mm. It affects the way I see people, the way I see the outside world, the way I speak to people, the temptation that I fall into. Um, and that verse kind of made me realize like, the spirit should be that and further. Like if I claim to be a Christian, I claim to be in relationship with God. Like that presence should be like abiding in the vine. Like I get all my stuff from him. My whole body is like saturated with his presence. And in turn that 
that breeds fruit. Mm-hmm. I think like I see people different. If I'm not seeing people different than the outside world, then there's a problem. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and like I speak to people different and kind of all that stuff comes along. So yeah, I guess in temptation, personal life, that's one fruit. Um, mm-hmm. Just that faithfulness to God is easier mm-hmm. when you are faithful to God outside of those temptations. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, in terms of other things, just the amount of patience and compassion and love needed in our world is beyond what I can give on my own understanding. Um, and yeah, that leaning not on my own understanding was another one. Just kind of seeking the Lord's presence in those places to actually make it meaningful and not just love everyone the exact same because people in reality have deep traumas that I can't, mm-hmm. I can't know about but the Lord knows about mm-hmm. and knows how to treat those. So, yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. And the fruits of the spirit are that when we talk about the byproducts of that transformation, it's, it's those things. Right. And, mm-hmm. and I love what you're saying, even with prayer, but then also with the temptation piece of like the fact that this is also their, their practiced muscles, so to speak, like mm-hmm. you got to work the muscle a bit and it will grow and, and, in its strength and in its ability and, and the ability to see that mm-hmm. brush stroke and that way out and, and those sort of things like that grows as we press into it more and more, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, you know, just being understanding of those of us that are feeling maybe stuck in a space of temptation, mm-hmm. stuck in a space of struggle or whatnot um, of that, that there is a process to it. And, you know, mm-hmm. uh, at times, so. That's so beautiful though, man. Um, So I think considering all that you said, what would your sort of encouragement be to our listeners? Mm. I guess as a base, just he is there and he is with you. Yeah. Listening. Um, I guess that would be the place to run off of because when that becomes a reality, everything changes. Um, So just that and to seek the kingdom first, I guess. Uh, and receive the fullness of God. I think just to take time, it may be uncomfortable mm-hmm. and in life, I'm very young. <laughs> it sounds like I'm sound like I'm an old person in life. I think one thing I've realized is that a lot of growth comes from stepping into the uncomfortable and silence with God was so uncomfortable when I first did it. Um, and I don't know, just that silent prayer and being like, what am I listening for? Like, this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Um, but yeah, step out, out of my comfort zone, even when I'm by myself, that was out of my comfort zone and kind of just lean into the character of God, Mm. um, and just saturate your mind with that. Um, and just dwell on it when you're I'm pretty sure somewhere in the Bible last week, I read, like when you're laying in your bed, dwell on the things in your heart and dwell on the things of the Lord. Um, don't ask me where it is because I'm blanking <laughs> on that right now. No, sorry. That wasn't, ex- I wasn't expected to bring that up, but <laughs> yeah. um, just those kind of things. So it's, yeah, I would just say lean into those unexpected times of, yeah, those unexpected times of seeking the Lord and uncomfortable times. And I guarantee he will meet you there in one way or another. Um, pray for the eyes to see that because there was a lot of praying for the eyes to see um, and the ears to hear so yeah proud of you man thank you yeah uh well yeah so to close out uh 
how can our listeners be praying for you? Mm. Uh, I think really practically in terms of school right now, mm-hmm. um, it's pretty busy, pretty hectic. Uh, I'm also youth interning at Granville Chapel, a church in Vancouver. So, um, yeah, the organicness of this year and schedules has just been really heavy. <laughs> so I think, uh, just guidance, um, and also, yeah, that I would continue to abide in his vine for rest, for love, for compassion, um, and not start to, when I get tired, I can start to lean on my own understanding. So yeah. just faithfulness, prayer for faithfulness. Amen. Yeah. Well, Max, this has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for sharing your heart with us. It's really beautiful. Ooh, thank you. Thanks for having me. Course. And to everyone else at home listening, uh, thank you for listening, and we'll see you guys next time on the Interwoven Podcast. Take care.